0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of
1: Wild.
2: If your nerve deny you, go above your nerve. Emily Dickinson and Cheryl Strait. Oh my god. What have I done?
1: I'm sorry you have to walk a thousand miles just to...
2: Finish that sentence. Why
1: do I have to walk a thousand miles?
2: Happy trail, Cheryl. You get lonely. I'm lonelier in my real life than I am out
1: here.
2: Must have been some breakup, huh? Breakup is sort of a shorthand. How much do I love you? <laughs> Oh, God, I miss you. My mother was the love of my life.
1: Mommy! You're using heroin, and you're having sex with anyone who asks. <laughs> you ever think about quitting?
2: Only once every two minutes or so.
1: I love quit a bunch of stuff. Quit jobs, quit marriages.
2: You regret any of them?
1: I didn't have a choice. There's never been a time when it was a fork in my road.
2: Here's some questions I've been asking myself. What if I forgive myself? What if I was sorry? But if I could go back in time, I wouldn't do a single thing differently. What if all those things I did were the things that got me here?
0: All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for a while, and the story is as follows. Driven to the edge by the loss of her beloved mother, the dissolution of her marriage, and a headlong dive into self-destructive behavior, Cheryl Strayed makes a decision to halt her downward spiral and put her life back together again. With no outdoors experience, a heavy backpack, and little else to go on but her own will, Cheryl sets out alone to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, one of the country's longest and toughest road trails. The film is starring Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern. It is directed by Jean-Marc Vallée and written by Nick Hornby. Join me for this podcast review I have, Nicole Ackman. Hey, everybody. Dan Baer. Hello. And also joining us uh, for this Patreon podcast review for our 2014 retrospective, we have some Patreon listeners out there. First up, we've got, for the first time ever on the show here, Connor Olin.
3: Anybody in the mood for Snapple? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also joining us as well, we have Shane Namora. Aloha. Aloha. Welcome back. Thank you. Absolutely. So... Talking about Wild here today, a 2014 movie uh, that debuted at the uh, Telluride Film Festival that year. Went on to score two Oscar nominations for Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress. It was also Jean-Marc Vallée's uh, follow-up film after Dallas Buyers Club, which uh, was very, very successful, netting three Oscar wins the previous year. So definitely high expectations more so for his follow-up here than the last one. This is uh, based on a true story, actually, a 2012 memoir from the real uh, Cheryl Strayed. And it was... uh, Quite a well-acclaimed film upon its release. I have to admit, I had not seen it uh, since its 2014 theatrical release. This was a late contender for me when I actually did see it. I do remember seeing it in December of 2014, and I have not seen it until now for this retrospective. So, once again, a great example of the retrospective, uh, bringing us back to rewatch films uh, with a new perspective. Very, very excited to get into this one. Let's pass it over first to one of our guests here. Uh, let's start off with Connor. First time on the pod. Uh, is this your first time? Is this your second time uh, watching Wild? And what did you think?
3: I saw this movie. This is my second time. My first time was in the theater. I was 17 when this came out. Uh, I was I was 14 when I first started to get into Oscar predicting, uh, which means I saw a lot of movies when I was too young to fully understand them. But th- this is one of those films where... Um, I personally enjoyed it more on the rewatch, watch uh, and maybe that's just me as my taste for Find, um, but I think there's a lot to be—I think in terms of 2014 movies, this one feels kind of underrated. This is one that I think has held up very well. Interesting, yeah. Okay, good.
0: Glad to hear it, actually. That's awesome. Uh, Shane, what about you? Uh, What do you think of Wild?
1: Uh, I really like it a lot. I actually saw it in 2014 at the Hawaii International Film Festival. It was a a late-breaker here, and then I saw it again in theaters when it opened up. And I am a huge Reese Witherspoon fan. Um, I follow her book club. I watch everything she's in, including all three series she did last year. I thought it was a great kind of, like, resurgence for her, comeback for her, and yeah, I thought it was a really good um, adaptation. I read the book, and my AP English students, I, we discussed it a few years ago. And yeah, I thought the direction and storytelling by John Mark Ballet was really good and translated well to screen. And yeah, I don't have too many qualms with it. I thought it was actually a really good movie. Probably one of the best of that year. Okay, Cool. Awesome. Nicole, what about you?
2: So, a a running theme for me doing this retrospective is that I apparently saw nothing in 2014 (laughs) because I was I, and to be fair, it was my like first and second year of college that year. So I was a bit busy.
0: You're, you're, you're a bit new to the game, and that's okay. It's actually one of the more exciting, uh, bits of these things I find sometimes Mm -hmm. when, uh, NBP members have their first viewing experiences here.
2: Yeah. I, I'm a theater person turned film person. So I watched this actually just this uh, afternoon so I'm very fresh on my opinions on it and I was really blown away by it I've long admired both Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern so it was great to see this movie which they both were nominated for and to see these really masterful performances but I also think that even aside from their performances which obviously have been talked about and uh, were recognized awards wise, I also think it's it's a really fascinating tale about grief and about how you deal with grief and about mother-daughter relationships. And I think it's a really, really strong film. And I'm honestly surprised that we don't talk about it more still, because out of what I have seen from 2014, I think it's definitely one of the stronger ones.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I think that this uh, retrospective is uh, proving that in many ways, because uh, at least for me, I have failed yet to encounter a stinker on any of these podcast reviews. Uh, Mileage is going to vary on that the longer we go with it. But uh, let's see if the uh, winning streak here continues. Dan Baer, what do you got?
3: Okay, so when I saw this in 2014, I thought it was good, but didn't I, I, I don't. It ended for me on. A note that was not as satisfying as I would have liked or expected, um, and that kind of not not ruined the film for me, but it kind of like made me undervalue it. I think in the even at the time, and in the years since, um, as Jean-Marc Vallet has gone on to, um, well, I mean, Big Little Lies. I think this is proving to be like one of those key moments in um, actually a lot of people's filmographies. The more like removed we get from it, the more you can sort of like trace a lot of things back to this movie. And I watching it now um, in 2020 for this, I was very shocked not just by how well it holds up. But, by how much of it I like vividly remembered, um, in- including the final shot, which this time just struck me as something not not quite transcendent, but really kind of glorious in a very quiet, understated way that I actually am impressed by given the kind of story this is.
0: Yeah, I want to actually touch upon that aspect of the movie first here, and that is this uh, personal journey uh, that Cheryl goes on, uh, traveling 1,100 miles without any hiking experience. It's a journey of uh, rebirth, self-discovery, reflection, rumination, and really, really trying to make sense of where her life has taken her up to this point. It's not like Into the Wild, (laughs) which I think a lot of people sometimes make very odd comparisons uh, with uh, this movie
3: sometimes. I I don't think it's all that odd. I mean, they're both of that sort of genre of real life person needed to chuck all of life away for a little while and live in the woods. Although this one has a much happier ending.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) But I mean, like in regards though, like with this one, for example, I mean, she does – make like a lot of pit stops. She does have a lot of encounters. I think that there is a lot being said here by Jean-Marc Vallée, uh, not just in regards to uh, Cheryl's own personal journey, but also to her journey as a woman as well. And I think that's uh, exemplified by a lot of the interactions that she has with a lot of the men in this movie. Uh, There's a lot of times I think that in every interaction, uh, you don't know. If the man's going to be a predator, a threat, or a helping hand and someone that's compassionate towards her and helping her along her journey or not. Um, So I find the journey itself to be one that is very deeply personal and fully realized in that execution, Um, not just through the perspective of the protagonist as a woman, but also in the way that Jean-Marc Vallée weaves the flashbacks through the editing as well.
3: The thing with Jean-Marc Vallée, I rewatched Dallas Buyers Club to help prepare for this review, and I find that he's very, very good at putting you inside a character's head.
0: Very ways. much so. Yeah, I think that's his uh, signature like thing, actually. Like, because have you noticed that like Big Little Eyes, Sharp Objects, this—they all, in some way or another, deal with memory. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And he, he uses that editing style because he is the editor on his movies uh, and his television shows as uh, John Mac McMurphy. That's just an alias that he uses. So Which I love. They're all edited the same way all the time, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is something that is very unique and identifiable only to him. I don't see anyone uh, using editing techniques the way that he does today.
1: What stands out to me about his direction in this film, I just rewatched it um, right before we got on this podcast. I, re- I noticed, like, he's really good at the power of suggestion. Like, he doesn't, he's not on the nose about a lot of it. And so, like, a lot of what we're experiencing and learning about Cheryl and her journey is told through, like, her facial expressions or, like, what is shown in the editing. And there's a lot of quiet moments that really help to convey that journey. And so that's kind of what I appreciated most about her the portrayal of her like the power of suggestion
0: hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full review of wild here on the next best picture podcast part of our 2014 retrospective in order to get the full hour and 10 minute long review you will have to head on over to patreon where for one dollar minimum a month you will get this and other exclusive podcast content from us You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Play, Rethem, ACast, Castbox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.